Well, good morning, everybody. How are we? That's good. I actually just love how relaxed uh, we can just come to church. I mean, I, I actually love the fact that I can wear shorts and a t-shirt and um, Javiana's into the service preaching today. I think that's pretty cool. That doesn't really happen in Canada. So this is the Gold Coast, and I just love how we get to just be ourselves. And uh, in this house in particular, I, I, I really feel that every time I come here, I just feel like we're just really, it's just really down to earth. Everybody's pretty chilled up and relaxed, but um, we do have a, a mission that seems to be fairly clear and just honoring God and really going after the things of the kingdom. So, um, but I'm, I'm really excited about being here this morning. Um, I thought maybe we could just start by, we've, we've already done a little bit of praying, which is awesome, but I thought we could do Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5, you know, it says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise, and it's such a great way to just posture your heart in a way for us to actually receive thoroughly everything that God wants for us today. And whether you're hearing something that I'm not even talking about or not, it doesn't really matter. It's just about receiving from the Lord and getting everything that he wants to saturate us with. So let's just, can we all just stand for a moment and let's just begin to thank the Lord. Let's take a minute to really just thank God for the day and prepare our hearts for what he wants to get us. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we just want to honor you in our midst. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you want to be here, that your desires for us this morning. And we just honor the name of Jesus above every situation, above every sickness and disease, God, above every feeling or thought. We honor the name of Jesus. We just thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to each and every one of us. We pray that truth would reign this morning, Father, in our soul and in our spirit. Truth would reign. We thank you that you're here. And God, we just pray for open heavens, Father, to be upon this congregation. We ask for revelation to come, Lord, that you would touch our hearts this morning, God. You would touch our hearts this morning. That we would never be the same, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for who you are in our midst. In Jesus' name. And we all said? Amen. All right. Whew, that just feels good starting off like that, doesn't it? Just a, a moment of just, I don't know, just hanging out with Jesus, you know, where your mind and your heart are on Him and nothing else. And, you know, when our, when our eyes are not just on ourselves, but they're on Jesus, it's amazing how peace floods our soul, how we begin to hear things that we weren't hearing before. And your relationship with God, it just seems more real than ever before. And it just takes a moment to get there. And I just love that about the kingdom, you know, and that uh, we're not left hanging in the big smoke with no tools to be able to get there because often I wake up in the morning and I'm totally walking in the flesh and, you know, desiring everything in the kingdom, but I'm walking in the flesh. But Psalm 100 is such an amazing tool for us to learn and grow and actually waking up and saying, God, I give you my day. I thank you that you're amazing. And regardless of what 
faces me today, you are good. And I thank you that your peace and your joy, they're going to lead me. And I thank you that you lead me into all truth. And just amazing words that the Bible says about God in our life. And when we meditate on that, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Okay, just very quickly, while I was praying, um, you know, just for today, during the week, you know, I've had an awesome week. It's been really fruitful, actually. More fruitful than other weeks. I think every week we're fruitful in some way, hopefully. <laughs> but some weeks just seem a little more fruitful than other weeks. And this week was one of those things. But as I was praying, um, I just got a picture, actually. I just want to share what I wrote down. Um, and I'll just read it out. It says, I, I seen a picture of a crocodile out of water and felt like the Lord said crocs are vulnerable out of water. But in the water, they are in a position of strength and confidence. When a croc feels like they're under attack or sense their life may be in danger, they head for the waters. And I just felt like there is people here that have found themselves vulnerable and feeling out of control this week. And I felt attacked by people and situations, and you need to head back to the waters of truth. That God is your protector and he's your source. And I just want, like, I, I think it's really good for us to just take a moment to respond to that. You know, it's the greatest thing we can do when something comes. And if that's, you know, I, I, I honestly believe that that's someone or peoples here this morning that have maybe just had a rougher week than normal. But um, I just want to respond to that just for a moment. Is that cool? As the word comes, and if that's you, just to open your heart and say, Father, I thank you for your word. And I receive that. And I want to respond to that in Jesus' name. So let's just take a moment. Let's just wait on Holy Spirit. And if that's you, just respond to the Lord. Just talk to him. So Father, we thank you for power and strength. Power and strength, God, to overcome this week. We thank you that we're overcomers in you, Jesus. We thank you for your spirit that gives us the tools necessary Give us wisdom, God. I pray for every person that has struggled this week, and I pray that the wisdom of the Holy Spirit would be upon you in Jesus' name. The conviction of the Lord would lead you into all truth. Thank you, Father. Again, we honor your word, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that it's to build us up and to bring us somewhere good. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, cool. Well, um, this week I was on the Sunshine Coast, and um, we had our discipleship training school come back from their outreach location. So we had a team from Fiji, a um, team in the Solomon Islands, and a team in Papua New Guinea. And, uh, and so we, we all came back together in this week, and we went to a macadamia nut farm. It's kind of just out in the middle of nowhere, and so it was, you know, just country, and as peaceful, and um, and we're just processing through thoroughly what outreach was, um, the expectations and how we compare one to another. And it's like, oh, you seen, oh, I didn't see that. And, um, and so we, we just thoroughly processed, you know, what happened on outreach, what the Lord did and what he spoke to us and the expectations we had on the Lord as opposed to what he was planning on doing. And, um, and some of the questions that begin to arise is, you know, the, the life that I've now gained in this last six months is wonderful. I love what God is doing. But how do I carry what is in my heart and in my life right now and take it into the next season? And it was a real question for a lot of these guys as they're heading, you know, back overseas to different places. And 
Um, and their situations, they don't necessarily have a community like YWAM that is intense and purposeful and intentional where every day you have people asking you, how are you going, you know? Are you having your sweet time with Jesus, you know? Are, are you reading your Bible? Are you praying? And all these things are wonderful, but it's, it's meant to lead somewhere that the hope and dream is, is that we actually begin to latch on to some of these truths and make it a reality for us so it's not just um, a moment where I actually felt the presence of God or understood the peace of God, but it's something that I begin to understand in terms of His ways in my life. How do I take the things that I've learned, the ways of God, and actually implement this into the next season of my life where I'm not going to have people knocking on my door every day asking, did you have your quiet time? And this is where the rubber meets the road, I think, for a lot of these guys. But I would say for us as well, too, as we come into a Sunday morning and you can hear something really cool or, you know, there can be like a really great sermon that you listen to throughout the week. Or you can have a great quiet time with God in the mornings and it could be just an explosive kind of moment where you're like, wow, I, that was just incredible. God spoke to me and it resonated in your heart, but you still need to carry that revelation or that encounter with God into the next portion of the day. And so how do we do that? And so this morning, I, I want to just talk a little bit about that. I am all about the journey. I'm all about um, the journey. Um, and my hope and dream is to equip people along the journey. I felt so blessed for so many years by many different people that have equipped me with tools along the way of how to stay in truth. How do, we, how do we hang on to truth when everything is difficult? How do we keep hanging on to that thing, that, that moment that was so wonderful when everything hits the fan, nothing seems perfect, my emotions are going wild and crazy, but yet in that moment I seem to forget that just a week ago I had this powerful encounter with God. And so I want to take us through some scriptures. I think it's a great place to start us going through the Word of God and um, actually finding some strength in here. Because if we look to our situations and our experiences for strength, um, there'll be times where it'll be good, but there'll be many times where it won't be good. It won't be good because we're called to live by the Spirit, not by our emotions, right? And sometimes our spiritual encounters with God, there's emotions attached to them, and it's wonderful. But we're looking at getting off the roller coaster. We're looking at getting onto the road, the narrow road that God has mapped out for us, where strength, peace, and joy are the everyday of our lives, where we begin to look like Jesus more and more every day, where it's not just moments, and then we're discouraged by the many moments we don't look like Jesus, no, we anchor our soul in truth, and every day becomes a reflection of Jesus. Does that make sense? So I've been really enjoying the Passion Translation, and so uh, I'm actually reading out of that. So John 14, 6, I want to start in that. Um, so if you want to turn there, you can. John 14, 6. And this is what it says. Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. So Jesus explains, I am the way, I am the truth, 
and I am the life. So here, we, it's, it's very simple, but it's, it's black and white right here. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And as I was encouraging our DTS students this last week, I began to speak about this. I'm like, so how have you found Jesus to be the way, the truth, and the life? Where have you found in scriptures and in your walk with him and in your sweet moments where you're just spending time with Jesus, where he's been showing you his ways and where you've walked in truth, where you've gained abundant life? Where have you found those moments? What are the scriptures that you found that absolutely cause your heart to sing for Jesus? And we started just walking through a process of actually, you know, logging things and writing things down and remembering what the Lord has done. And we see this in the Old Testament as well. When they encountered God, when God provided in a certain way, when God made a way in a certain way, they would build an altar to the Lord there. And it would be for remembrance. It'd be for the generations to come to look at and point at and go, that is the place where the Lord provided. That is the place where the Lord spoke to Israel. That is where He led them into the promised land. And these are the things that we need to remember in our lives. Where has he been the way, the truth, and the life? And it's one of these things that, if you're anything like me at times, we find those, those moments of way, truth, and life, and we know that it's significant. We know that it's Jesus. We've had experiences, encounters with God in a particular area, and we can just take provision for an example whether it's finance, emotional health, physical health, whatever it is, God's provision to us, right? And we hang on to that truth, right? But then there's seasons of our life where we're walking through wildernesses, seasons of our life where everything seems to be closing in on us, and we're just a little bit unsure. And there's moments where we're like, we're hanging on to truth, and sometimes it's like we're hanging on to truth like this, and we know it's good. We remember that God is good. We remember those moments, but the flood of anxiety and fear, the flood of all the moments and the things that I'm walking through right now caused the slipping of truth to fall right out of our hands. And then what begins to happen is we walk in our own ways. We walk in our own truth. And then we're wondering, where is the Lord in all of this? But friends, my Bible's falling apart here. <laughs> this truth, we got to learn how to hang on to that thing. You have to hang on. You have to. When you get pushed into a corner, you have to hang on to truth. You have to remember that he is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. There is no other truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But the moment we let go of that, we have our way, we have our truth, and it leads to death. It's a really simple word, but we have to remember, and that's why praying, that it was awesome. I've been this morning. All right, guys, let's do something that maybe is a little different, and I don't know why it's different. It shouldn't be different. Like, Let's come together and pray and fiercely for one another. Let's not forget praying. Sometimes we say, yeah, but I prayed about that. When we think about it, we didn't really pray about it. We thought about it. 
if you're anything like me, <laughs> right? But let's pray about it. Let's pray. Let's make something that we're giving our life to real. And let's live in the power and the might of that. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so we will pray and we will seek the Lord regardless of what is happening in front of me. We have no other way, truth, in life. There is nothing else that is going to lead us into truth. It is only by the Spirit of God. It's only by the Spirit of God. And so we have to. Church, we have to. We have to pray. And then we need to pray. And when we don't know how to pray, we need to ask the Lord, would you teach me how to pray? Would you teach me how to get over the unbelief in my heart? Would you teach me how to have faith, God? See, these are just deeply relational things that we need to connect to. Because sometimes we can walk in our week and we can approach this book with just an intellectual kind of approach and it's a transactional thing where we're like, well, if I read this, then I get this. And if I pray for one minute, then I get this. But it's deeply relational, friends. The Holy Spirit of God lives in us. And He wants the process and the journey of God in our lives to be filled with His way, His truth, and His life. And it always leads to abundance. And the abundance of life is not determined by the crap that we walk through. There can be junk all around you. Jesus was sleeping in the midst of a storm. The disciples were freak showing all over the place. And here's Jesus just chilling out, having a kip on the boat while everything is going nuts. Have you thought about that? And sometimes it seems so unattainable and it's only because we're not praying. It's only because we're not letting our hearts wrestle with the things of God in a deeper way. Friends, we have to. Or we become just like the disciples in the boat, freak showing at every wind, at every rock of the boat. He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. If you're going through a hard time, guys, we, we just get into your word. You start reading that scripture and you read it out until your heart connects with that. Don't just let your mind connect. Let your heart connect with the scriptures so that it becomes real. And then we ask the Holy Spirit, would you come and make this my reality? Teach me. He is the great teacher. Sometimes it's not just another sermon we need, guys. Sometimes we just need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we just need to spend time with Him. Remember very clearly, I, there was a season where sermons were my thing in the morning. I found that was my quiet time with, with the Lord was, you know, listening to sermons and they would fire me up and all these things and I was really gaining stuff out of it. And I remember walking to work one morning and I said, God, it's been so good to hang out with you this morning. And he said, yeah, it was really good hanging out with you and Dan Moeller as well. And you know what? It actually really pierced. I was like, wow, as good as that was, I felt the jealousy of the Lord towards me. Right? 
spend time with me. And it's not wrong to be listening to sermons, friends. I think it's a wonderful gift. But I feel like we know so much that we don't know anything. And everything is at our fingertips. We've been overtaught and underexperienced. We've got everything right here. I want to listen to hearing God's voice. Boom, it's there. And we've come into this place where it's like, I want it now, I want it now. And if I don't get it now, well, then, it's, then I just need another sermon. I just want to be excited. I just need, I need filling up. I need to stay on fire. And there's a really great way to stay on fire. Just be on fire. Be on fire. We don't need a magic wand, friends. What we need is the truth of God that can anchor your soul in the midst of every crappy situation you will face. Friends, that's when we honor Jesus with everything. Yeah? All right, cool, man. All right, awesome. John 8, 31 to 32. John 8, verse 31 to 32. This is Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release more freedom into your lives. What a word from God. That is a legit word from God. Let me just read that again. When you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. Now, embracing, embracing isn't saying that you understand everything right now and you know it's fullest in your life right now. No, it's actually embracing the truth of God. Embrace it. And it might just knock you sideways and knock you silly to get some of that stinking thinking out of you, but embrace the truth of God. We embrace the truth of God, right? It will release more freedom into your lives. More freedom for every one of us. And I think that's just an awesome promise of God. When we as Christians, we, we take our walk with God, I want to say seriously, because it's, it just sounds too serious, you know what I mean? But when we just take it, when we just do something with it, when we just make what we're living for and actually put it into practice every day. And the only way we can do that, this is what I found for myself, is actually ask the Holy Spirit to teach me how to do those things. Because I just don't know how. Honestly, there's things that God is asking of me in terms of believing for, and I don't even know how to have faith for it. I just don't. Like, I'm just being very real and honest, and I'm being very real and honest with Jesus. I have no idea how to have faith for that. I just don't. And so one of my most foundational prayers in the last probably three months has been, Jesus, would you teach me how to have faith? Would you teach me how to have faith? Would you teach me how to have faith? I just, I just need to know how to have faith. Lord, would you teach me? Teach me how to believe. Teach me how to believe. Teach me how to see what you're doing so that I can believe. God, I just want to have faith. 
for these things. You know what's amazing? Is that God starts giving you strategy. He starts giving you strategy. And the strategy for me is not the same strategy for you. And so as awesome as it is, we can listen to Ben and Brad and different people in the room and go, that's amazing, and we can take that, right? We need to pray and ask the Lord, what is your strategy for me? Listening to the sermons are amazing, and they're encouraging, and they should build your holy faith up, but you need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. You need to spend time with Him asking, Lord, I, that resonated when He said that, but Lord, what is the strategy for me? So God starts downloading strategies, and I start praying, and I start prophesying, and praying, and prophesying, and prophesying and prophesying. And I started doing these things that I feel like the Lord has asked me to do. Now, I'm not telling you that today I can, wow, now today, one day later, man, I am, woo, yeah, man, I'm believing God for that thing now. It's amazing. It's easy. We hang on to truth, friends. And so when a month goes by, when two months, when three months goes by, and you're still praying every day that same thing, and you still don't feel like your heart is there. What's leading us? The truth that God needs to. The strategy of the Lord. What if your breakthrough is right around the corner and you let go? And what are we left with? Our ways, our truth, and death. That's the outcome, friends. And so for having real rubbish days, Rubbing rubbish weeks or rubbish months if we're, if we're looking at this whole thing called Christianity and what is this thing? How was this even helpful to my life? Friends, it's because you're not doing it in the spirit. Can I be bold and just say that? Don't be, don't be offended by that, but be encouraged that there is a way. His name is Jesus. There is a truth. His name is Jesus. And there is life and it comes from Jesus. We just don't want to be those people that are offended by the truth of God. Because then you're left with yourself and an offended heart. And then your week's really going to suck. It's really going to suck. It's not fruitful. So truth is not a feeling, but can have feelings attached to it. And I think that's just a good word for all of us. You know, we can feel a lot of stuff in our days, right? When things are really exciting, well, then we feel a lot of excitement, right? When things are not so good and we get, you know, we get information about a situation that's not real exciting, it begins to kill all the joy and the life and the peace. And I'm not saying that we can't grieve for situations or anything, but man, I, I, just, I just don't want my life to be led by my emotions anymore. I, I just don't think that that's fruitful for me. I don't think it's fruitful for any Christian if we want to walk in the Spirit. When we walk in the Spirit, the Scriptures say we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that carnal man becomes dead. He is dead. And he should be dead already. But every day, that dead man wants to rise. And he wants to lead your life but we've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer we that live, but Christ who lives in us. 
So we just need to be mindful of that, hey? Just be mindful that we just need to go back to simple things every day, inviting Jesus in, inviting him in, talking to him, bringing your issues to him, but then being a friend to him as well too. Not just making him the genie that we pull out of our pocket whenever we need something, but actually every day being a friend of God. All right, I want to read another scripture out to you guys. This is Psalm 86, verse 11. Psalm 86, 11. This is in the Passion Translation as well. It says, teach me more about you, how you work and how you move, so that I can walk onward into truth until everything within me brings honor to your name. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Teach me more about you, how you work and how you move so that I can walk onward in your truth until everything within me brings honor to your name. Friends, if that's the journey we're on, then every day, every day we submit to the lordship, the kingship of Jesus in our lives. Every day we just give him all that we have. And maybe that morning you didn't have the 10, 15, 30 minutes to read your Bible, but you still just give it to God. You give it to him. Lord, I wanted to read my Bible and yeah, time got away. I just give this day to you. I, I, I give it all to you, God. I give it to you. I thank you that you still speak. We just give it to God. We give him everything every day. Just give it to the Lord. The good, the bad, and the you give it to the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and strength. So it's everything. And if we can begin to do this, it's such a simple thing, but if we can implement this and get real practical with our faith and not wait for a lightning bolt to come down to set us free, but understand that he's already set us free. It's already come, friends. Just believe and ask God to teach you how to believe what he's already done. I want to encourage you in this, in this place. It says, teach me more about you, how you work and how you move. This is so important because sometimes we go through really difficult situations in life. Every one of us has got a story in this place and we could sit around all day, like all day long talking about our problems and how my problem's worse than your problem, your problem's worse than my problem. But at the end of it, we still don't have a solution. We've just got a bunch of problems that we've meditated on. And so problems are going to happen. Jesus made that very clear. In this world, you will have problems. But be of good cheer, for I've overcome. And so how do we do this? Teach me more about you, how you work and how you move. The Israelites knew the acts of God, but Moses knew the ways of God. What if we knew what God was doing, the very thing that we're wanting to eject out of our life is actually the work of God in your life. I had a really good conversation with someone this last week. 
They're talking about all these problems that are going on in life. And, all the, and I'm like, what if that's God moving in your life right now? What if he's removing something for a moment so that you'll lean into him instead of other people? And it was like a light bulb went off. Like I did not even think that was possible. And I'm like, now that that is possible, take that to God. Or we find ourselves fighting against what the Lord is wanting to build and grow in your life. How important is that, right? To know his ways. How are you working in my life right now? How many of us are asking that question? How are you working? How are you moving? What are you doing in my life right now? Because I don't really think about it until I feel off, right? And then when I feel off, well, then I'm off. And I'm like, get out of my way, man. I'm having a bad day. You know, and we give ourselves all kinds of reasons and excuses to live substandard to what Jesus set in motion for us. So now we live in the flesh and we're justifying it because I've had a bad day, because something happened. Friends, that is not Jesus. He does not live in that place. You will not find the presence or the Spirit of God in that place. He will never lead you into a place like that. But when we say, God, I'm having a really bad day. I treated someone badly, but I should probably go get that right. That sounds like the Spirit of God. Instead of conditioning your heart to just be okay with all of the evil that we walk in. And we might just say, oh, well, I just treated them badly. Well, it's not such a big deal. And if we are true reflectors of his glory, and listen to this until everything within me brings honor to your name. Everything within me to bring honor to your name. When we start loving that more than ourselves, we'll stop conditioning our heart to be okay with the evil acts that we do against people and God. Come on, friends. God is calling us to a higher standard and I'm not saying that I'm here, but this is the challenge in my heart with the little things in my life that I'm just allowing to happen because, well, didn't have my coffee in the morning and so get out of my way. The weird things that we just do and we're just like, oh, don't worry about it, it's, it's no big deal. I'm telling you, Jesus isn't saying that. He's just not. Absolutely, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And life abundantly is found in that place. Friends, we gotta move. Come on, let's not be lazy. Don't be lazy. Don't just accept all of the junk and let your life just live like little baby Christians. Eventually, we need to grow into greater things and mature in our faith. So I want to encourage you guys. This is something that God has actually taught me to do is to prophesy over my situations because things are difficult at times. I, I think we all realize that when we're facing hard things, that means that they're not easy. When they're easy, well, then it's easy. It's really know that it's easy because it's easy. But when it's difficult, it's, it's difficult. And I think we all know that it's difficult, right? So 
Jesus has taught me how to prophesy over my situations. I just begin to prophesy. Thank you, God, that today is going to be amazing that I hear your voice. You're the good shepherd that leads me to all truth. And so I am trusting that what I hear from you, and as you set things in motion today, I'm going to know exactly what to say. I'm going to know exactly what to do. I thank you, Father, that you're going to give my eyes the ability to see something that they haven't seen before. That my heart is going to understand something and going to have profound wisdom within my heart to be able to answer the problems that need answering today. I just begin to prophesy this over my heart. Because I know that I don't have it within me. I know the issues that I'm facing. But I'm like, if you've called me here, then there needs to be something available. Or you're setting me up for failure. So I just need to put my faith into action and say, God, I thank you for that. I'm moving into that. I'm moving forward. I'm saying yes to God. I don't even care that I don't know what I'm going to do or say, but I know that you are available. And if I look silly in the midst of it, well, then I look silly in the midst of it. If I look back and say, I wish I would have done it differently, well, then whatever. But I'm just going to trust that God is on the move and that he is sufficient for me and the things that I don't know. We have to move in that way. What else do we have? What other source can we draw on for that? I've never been here before. I don't know what to do. God is the source. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Proverbs 14, 12. You can rationalize it all you want and justify the path of error you have chosen but you'll find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. The new King Jimmy says, there's a way that seems right to a man and it leads to death. It's, it's clear. It's clear. It's really clear. Now we just need to choose. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Sometimes it's really flipping difficult. It's really hard to choose the right thing. Call a friend. Call a friend. Come on, let's prophesy, just like this morning. Let's pray for one another. Don't let that be awkward. Let that be the normal thing we do. We pray because God listens and he answers. He answers. So we embrace everything that God is doing. It's hard and it's difficult. God, what are you teaching? What are you teaching me? I'm going through a wilderness, but Lord, what are you teaching me? What are you showing me right now? God, teach me. Allow my heart to understand so that I can embrace everything you're doing. And unless we're engaging with God that way, you're just left to your own understandings. And sometimes that leads to death. You start rejecting what God is actually doing in your lives. Man, I've been on that road way too many times. And I'm endeavoring to not sit there. I want to read um, Psalm 61 out to you guys. I'm going to end with this. Psalm 61. And this is in the Passion Translation as well. Okay, here we go. So let's just embrace his word. Let's just receive it. Let's let this be our food and our drink and our source. 
His word, it's living and it's active. It cuts between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. It reveals the intents of the heart. Man, this is the word of God. The word of God that can shape today, it can shape the rest of your life in this week. Oh God, hear my prayer. Listen to my heart's cry. For no matter where I am, even when I'm far from home, I will cry out to you for a father's help. When I'm feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide me into your glory where I am safe and sheltered. Lord, you are a paradise of protection to me. You lift me high above the fray. None of my foes can touch me. When I'm held firmly in your wraparound presence, keep me in this glory. Let me live continually under your splendor shadow, hiding my life in you forever. Pause in his presence. You've heard my sweet resolutions to love and serve you, for I am your beloved, and you've given me an inheritance of rich treasures which you give to all your lovers. You treat me like a king, giving me a full and abundant life, years and years of reigning, like many generations rolled into one. I will live enthroned with you forever. Guard me, God, with your unending, unfailing love. Let me live my days walking in grace and truth before you. And my praises will fill the heavens forever, fulfilling my vow to make every day a love gift to you. Fulfilling our vow to make every day a love gift to you. Let me just pray for us. Father, I want to thank you so much that your truth is enough for us, that it sets us free. And God, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you begin to speak to us, God. I want to prophesy dreams and visions in the name of Jesus. That God, hearts would race for the presence of God like they never have before. That obstacles that stand before us would be removed in Jesus' name. And I pray for faith to arise, God. That you would teach us all how to have heavenly faith. That, Lord, we would believe you for the increase in every area, Father. That dreams, kingdom dreams, would be released over this place, Father. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is with us, that is in us, that is for us and not against us. Father, we ask that you would come. You would fill us, Lord. You would fill us. You would fill us, Lord. That our readings of the word would be filled with your presence. That God, we would have the tenacity, Lord, to continue even if it is dry. Because your truth sets us free. So I pray that we would be bull terriers with truth this week, God. We would hang on to it, Lord, regardless of what we see and face. Father, you are more than enough. You are more than enough. You are more than enough. God, give us hunger. Give us thirst. Give us desire for greater things, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.